0: Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning and good afternoon. And good evening and good night and good morning and good evening and good night oh and good God. morning. It's going so it's fast. It's going so fast. I can't believe this. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I've never heard of this before. Stone Ocean, the sixth part of the overarching story. Episode 37, Made in Heaven, Part 2. It's all coming to a head. It is. It's all happening so fast. This episode covers chapters 746 through 749, as well as the first uh, 14 pages of chapter 750 of the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure manga. That's a lot of manga. That's a lot of pages. Hmm. I was saying to you, I'm getting real nervous. We're we're colliding into reality itself in this part. It's true. And now we're That's almost... exactly what I would have said about <laughs> We're almost at the point where it's like, yeah, time is just irrelevant now. Now we're just like, yeah, whatever. Time is just a social construct. Things can move however fast they want to move, you know? Except the living ones. The living ones aren't allowed to move as fast. No, just regular. Yeah. They're allowed to move regular, but everything else is like real fast. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. So we continue this episode with Father Pucci's dark apotheosis. <laughs> he's all like... Love to have a dark apotheosis. He's all like, you're dumb. I'm smart. I'm fast. You're slow. I'm big. You're small. I'm right. You're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Isn't there... Hang on. Is there not like a, a song from like Annie or something I about think it's this? something people keep saying in Matilda. Ah, okay. Gotcha. As you, know, you were. The Trunchbull and Danny DeVito. Everyone loves Danny DeVito. Daniel right? DeVito. <laughs> Daniel DeVito. Daniel DeVitos. Ugh, I hate that for some reason. Nick, what did you think of episode 37 of Stone Ocean? Anxiety inducing. Why? So, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have an intrepid fear of time moving faster than it should. Uh, okay. Because I hate, like, it's like FOMO, but worse, right? Where it's like, oh, I'm going to miss out on this thing. Except there was no way I was going to do that thing. Which is even worse, because time is moving too quickly for me to ever realise that I'm going to miss the thing. Time truly does just keep on slipping. Yeah, exactly. Um, Something, something, made in heaven, terrifying. That's like how I feel about all the stands that give you, like, mental degradation. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's a lot like, like, when when you think about, like, like, dementia or, like, People that just lose their concept of time and you're like, oh, I don't want to. You're trapped in in your own body. Yeah, I don't want to. But now the whole world is trapped in its own body. And that body is the world. But like the newscast bit where he drops the glass Mm -hmm. and it breaks and he's all like, see? Or all all the horrifying things that happened last episode. Uh, Terrifying. Terrifying. The ink kept drying. Mm -hmm. No more manga. What if you had to go to the toilet? God. An existential nightmare every time. Oh, terrifying. What if you tried to brush your teeth? Oh god! What if you used electric- complicated? What if you used an electric toothbrush? Mm. What if you just got dental implants? Well, we saw what happened there. Oh my Nick, god. I suppose the worst thing that could happen about hyper accelerating time is if I poured myself a nice warm drink with some ice cubes in it. Mm-hmm. Why, by the time I lifted it to my glass, the ice cubes would be uh, to my mouth. The ice cubes would be melted, and my drink would be all watery. That's horrifying. Yeah. Imagine... That's the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. Imagine getting an iced coffee and it's just water coffee. Now it's just room temperature coffee. Oh. Why? It's exactly the same as if I had ordered a hot coffee. Because that's also just now a room temperature coffee. Good God. What a nightmare. What a hell that we live in. Yeah. What a hell this blood moon has <laughs> brought upon us. So, if you... Okay. Hang on. If it Nick, did, did you notice that in the OP of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean Part 2... Post Prison Arc one of the first shots is the um prison courtyard's clock uh, and then the hands go all haywire yeah that's this oh uh... <laughs> it just clicked it literally just clicked oh my god but we also got Emporio shooting his gun that's true emporio so... finally started packing heat with the quote ghost gun he's had the <laughs> whole time this This is like um, the, what's the name of the guy from King of the Hill who has the pocket sand? Yeah, I don't know. I I know that meme, but I've never watched King of the Hill. Yeah, it's like that, except it's only going to happen once. Ghost sand. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so I think, um, was it um, like uh, versus Mm. Mugged Emporio essentially at one point to get the phone call to call Jolene or whatever? Or no, Poochie did. That's how he met Emporio. Poochie Mugged Emporio. Yeah, when they were in the... When Emporio was giving them intel on... No, no it was versus because then they pursued him and then there was the the Florida linebacker ghost that attacked them. Um, This is a normal show. And remember then he ran up a tree and hung from it with the football? With the football. The linebacker? The linebacker. All I remember... Quarterback? I don't know American football. we're talking about the guy who eventually turns into a snail. Yeah. And is all like... Uh oh. Anyway, You're the point is, what yeah. if when he tried to do that, Emporio just shot him with his gun? Everything remembers, even the guns. <laughs> why well, you don't stand a ghost of a chance? Blam, blam, blam. <laughs> <laughs> why? So why has he never brought this out? He's, until he's this a point? non-combatant in the game of life. He's uh, a child. He's he's a what? What do you call it? Uh, 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 Escort quest. No, no, the, the uh, conscientious... Yeah, he's a pacifist. Yeah, he's a pacifist. He's a heavily armed pacifist. Objective. He's just like... He's a guy who's just like, you know what? I own a gun. I own several guns. You know what? I own hundreds of guns. Emporio's going to win uh, this encounter in the next episode by doing the D.O. knife thing with the ghosts of dozens of knives he's always carrying with him. I thought you were going to say the ghosts of dozens of bullets and I was like, yeah, that'd be pretty smart. Mm, yeah, I've got the ghosts of every gun. This is why the knives keep failing. He does uh, unlimited blade works. Yeah. Which is a thing from a show that I haven't seen. But it sounds cool. It sounds We've like talked a- about it in the past. Have we? Yeah, so it's Fate's Day Night. My former housemate uh. Pondwyn watched some of that when I live with them. Yeah. Um. And what is it? <laughs> It's Unlimited Blade Works. Yeah. And the guy's power is that he can create replicas of all the other people's special weapons in his like dil- dilated time fields. Oh, he's like um he's like uh he's like a Marvel's Taskmaster but with knives. Yeah. Kill the enemy, the ta- your time starts now. <laughs> time will continue to accelerate until the enemy is defeated. Fastest wins. Looks over to rapidly like decaying Alex Horn. Sorry, it, it, time is accelerating. All the information's on the card. I don't know what a Marvel's taskmaster is. He's the guy... I who... assume it's not as interesting as whatever I'm imagining. No, he's the guy who, when you fight him, he immediately learns all your moves. Oh, no, I did fight him in the Marvel Spider-Man game. Oh, is he yeah. a Marvel Spider-Man? Yeah, oh. I won. So I guess he wasn't so good after all. Well, it's like... He's like a joke in Deadpool because Deadpool doesn't have... You know how Deadpool's whole thing is that he has cancer in the brain, but he has Wolverine-esque healing powers? Let's say I know that and go on. Okay, so because he's like constantly basically getting his brain overwritten by cancer, he hasn't got like a consistent fighting style. So Taskmaster always shows up to Deadpool and is like, hey, I'm going to learn your fighting style. And then obviously his brain gets overwritten again. And then he's like, why can't I learn from you? What is wrong with you? And he's all like, "Nothing. I just love guns." I was like, "His whole thing is he is um Kano from the Mortal Kombat movie." And he says, "Yeah. I studied all your moves." Yes, kind of. Yeah. Except he studied all of their moves. Yeah, except not fucking useless like Kano. We love Mortal Kano. Kombat. We we all bought um by which I mean I think just you and me yep. bought the um Mortal Kombat 11 in Yes, yeah, which 2 is Bumble. the time one. Yeah. Uh, with which chronica, which has two Kano's in it, and they meet each other, and, they're, and like, they're like, "Yeah, we're best friends now. We've got a deal for you." I really like Kano in so I, I, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I really like the story <laughs> modes of the modern Mortal Kombat for just how sincerely their own stupid bullshit they are. Yeah, uh, yep. everyone takes it very seriously. They're all very melodramatic, except for the Johnny Cage and his daughter. Um, oh, is it actually Cassie. Cassie um, Cage. Yes, but I just love how much of a nothing Kano is in all of them. He shows up, he says something in his Australian accent, he immediately gets beaten up. And that's his role in like all four of them that he's in or whatever. It's like, I just, I don't know. And spoilers for the climax of uh, the most recent one, Mm -hmm. um, Mortal Kombat 1. Which yes. is still a sequel to Mortal Kombat 11. Which, when you think about I, it, is actually an ingenious yeah, name. I was really skeptical, but I think they really pulled it off. Anyway, spoilers for the climax of that. You're running up this big pyramid and fighting all these alternate time versions of mm-hmm. various characters, and they do a lot of fun gimmick concepts. Like Sub Raiden. And, well, that and, came and out. And Johnny but, Cage. Yeah. Uh, but then you get to a point where, you, like, you encounter three characters in a row who are all just the Australian Kano versions of that character. So, like, Australian Liu Kang shows up and is like, "I'll get you, you Drongo." <laughs> it's just. And if- that's what Father Poochie wants to do: reboot the universe so everyone is Australian. Ah, uh, it makes sense. Who wouldn't want to be Australian? You know, living down under with the kangaroos and goannas. A veranda out the front. I haven't got a veranda out the front. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I've got a veranda out the back, ah, mate. And an old rocking chair. I haven't got an old rocking chair. I've got Is stands. that, R- is that Rolf Harris song? Convicted pedophile Rolf Harris? I hope it isn't. Ugh. No, out the back, mate. I've got a fucking air conditioner and fucking... Fucking tiles, <laughs> mate. To be fair, you've seen my piles of tiles that I have. So just to really... He's got miles and miles of piles of tiles. Just to bore everyone with my house... Mm-hmm. The front driveway is made out of these little tiles, like, well, I say little, like, really thick, like, tiles, basically. And so, instead of having, like, one concrete driveway, I have, like, tiles, right? Like, heaps and heaps of tiles. Skip to the end. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had too many of the tiles, and so they're all stacked out in my back, like, backyard area. And so, what it looks like is a small prison for, like, bugs and stuff in the backyard. That's what I've got in my fucking backyard. Bringing mate. it back to, to Mortal Kombat, Nick. Yes. I think you should learn to do that thing where they karate chop big piles of tiles. But they're so sort of thick! So you they're can test like, your might. They're like, what, 10 centimeters thick or something? Because they had to support a car. I can't chop through that with my. But if I got a Liu Kang hat. Yeah, if you got Kung Lao. God, Nick. Which one is. Oh no, Liu Kang's the god now. Yeah, Liu Kang yeah. is the normal guy who yeah. became a god. like Kung me. Lao's son, although now it's no. Lu Kang's... They're not father and son, <laughs> they're just about? mates. No, I thought they were father and son. No. In OG canon, No. no. Look this up! They're just guys. Oh. They're just a couple of guys. Just a couple of guys. No, I thought Kung Lao was Liu Kang's dad. Nope. Oh Do you no. want me to fact check this? Fact check it now. Fact check this Mortal Kombat, which they now rebooted the canon to be every canon. Fact. <clears throat> oh, damn it. I hate... Oh. Lee Kang is a minor character in Mortal Kombat. He is Liu Kang's father, who died before the first Mortal Kombat tournament. Damn it! Did Kung Lao kill him? I doubt it. Damn it! My friends! Did Goro kill him? No, you're probably thinking of the Great Kung Lao, who was Kung Lao's ancestor who Goro killed. Ah, right. So we had the Great Kung Lao, and then we have this Kung Lao. Yeah, we the have Lesser Kung Lao. Kung Lao at home terrible (laughs) and that's mortal Kombat. also scorpion is there fuck there's one scene where they were just like well i mean scorpion's the cool one right we have to give him the best scene in the whole game where he just murders everyone i don't like scorpion that much i'm really more of a mm, sub-zero think of any character (laughs) you're more of a collector kind of guy Is there even a collector in Mortal Kombat? In Eleven, there's a guy called Collector, spelt with a K, mm. whose whole thing is he has, like, four arms, like all of them do, uh, <laughs> but he just, like, has a backpack full of crap he throws at you. Oh. Classic pack rat sort of character. Is, is he the guy who's, like, haunched over yeah, the whole thing? he's haunched over. Yeah, 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 right. And the backpack is comically oversized. And we're all haunched over for the events of this episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So we, open. we open. We do open... 15 minutes into the podcast <laughs> on the first shot of the episode. And I actually... So, recap time. Yeah. I actually really like the way they do the recap in this episode. Yeah. So, Johnny Cage owns this sort. That's as far as I'm going with that recap. I liked that they made that one character whose name I don't know. Um, oh, a, Kinchi or A whatever? Yakuza guy in this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun little... Nick, I need to get a PlayStation 5. Why? Because now... Yeah. This, this very month... Yeah... Like a Dragon, Gaiden, oh. um, the Man Without a Name, yeah, is out this very month. Can you not get that for PC? Yeah, but I like to play these games on the PS TV, uh. <laughs> on the TV, on, on the PlayStation yeah. TV. The one thing we use it for. <laughs> have we have we gotten to the point of technology where we're just like the TV can do so much in this day and age? You can connect to free television stations, streaming services. But you're just going to plug your PlayStation into it anyway, aren't you? Yeah. So, yeah, I do like what they do in the recap. Mm. Where it's the events of Jotaro doing his time stop attacks against Poochie as Poochie slingshots himself with the tree, blah, blah, blah. That we saw last time. Genius manoeuvre. But it's cutting out all of the tense internal monologue. So it's basically just like a quick, like what actually would have happened version Mm. of it. Which I think is is a... Physically. yeah, Yeah. A fun alternate way to recap those... Those same events, like it would have been basically what's happening from, for instance, Jolene's perspective Mm. in real time. Strangely passive in the climax of her own story, (laughs) wouldn't you agree? Yeah, she is just very like, go on, save yourselves. Ask me to marry you. I dare you. It's like, oh yeah. Well-written female characters are not here. I mean, she got this far, but now she's just kind of stopped doing anything up until one moment in this episode. Mm, maybe Araki was like, "All right, I need to make her really cool," and then accidentally forgot she existed. <laughs> well, Jotaro is here now, and he's just too cool. True, true. It's like, stay back, daughter. Let me handle something. But this is my story. Stay back, daughter. Let look. Your dad's here. Okay. Look, just I've look. I've got the right tool for the job. Okay, you're gonna get hurt. Okay, just let's stand back a second, okay? Mm-hmm. So Pucci continues his monologue from last time about how, like, I'm not doing this to be cruel to you, it's for the betterment of all humanity. He's cut off by uh, the best thing in part six happening as Emporio shouts the words, GUN GHOST! Sorry, Pistachio shouts the words, <laughs> GUN GHOST! Pulls out the revolver. We've seen him using anything in the opening. Countless times mm-hmm. that we were like, why does he have a gun? Yeah, I knew. I knew about the gun, Ghost. You monster. <laughs> you withheld this information from me for years. <laughs> and he fires uh, six shots, more than enough to kill anything that moves. No, he only fires once, <laughs> I think. Uh, more than enough to kill anything that moves. That's the line that from moves. Metal Gear. Is it? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3. Revolver Ocelot is like, six shots, more than enough to kill anything that moves. Wait, is that a line from Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, Nick, I thought you knew this stuff. I thought he started getting like, those lines in Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, maybe it is Metal Gear Solid 1 where he says that. But the point is, he says it. Six shots more than enough to kill anything that moves. Actually, that does sound very yeah. familiar. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's an enemy gunship. A <laughs> single <laughs> shot from its cannon can cut a man in half. <laughs> Six of those are more than enough to kill anything that moves. Uh, an atomic bomb. Six of them are enough to kill anything that moves. <laughs> And off-screen sc- off to us, they get a little manoeuvre. A manoeuvre? A manoeuvre. Ah. Hermes put her sticker on the bullet that he fired from the gun. He fired? Yeah. Pistachio? Yes. The who, very same. Who is a child wielding a gun. Yeah, he knows how to take the safety off. I don't. Just just reminding ourselves <laughs> of what the fuck is going on. It's America. Fair. Fair point. Okay, yeah. Touche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could you could just say that about almost half of this part and I'd go, oh, yep, yep, yep fair, yep. So Hermes has put her sticker on the bullet and they fired the bullet so it is flying away. Yep. And when they remove the sticker, the duplicate that they're holding will return to the original. Mm. We know how KISS works. I do understand how KISS works. So they, they do that. and they So they do that while keeping a firm grip on the bullet and they all grab onto whoever is holding the bullet. And so they all launch themselves after the bullet at the speed of the bullet. Yeah. And they're also all conjoined by... Diver Dan? Um, not yet, I don't think. Okay. But um, Jolene has also bound them all together with a single uh, line of thread. That's it. Oh, Jolene's the always perfect thinking plan. about the team. Yeah. Always thinking about the team. Always coming up with new gun-based so it's, plays. It's not, like, it's, it kind of strains credulity that the magic of the sticker can pull them all along like this. But... Um, it's magic, Liam. Yes, <laughs> it is magic. Uh, but it's a fun way to get away from the super-fast time priest. Mm. We... Just to, to talk about magic, yesterday we were playing D&D. No, we weren't, we're cool. <laughs> we were playing Warhammer Fantasy roleplay with <laughs> our friends. Um, And it sort of came up where it's like, so apparently I don't need to see people for the magic to work. And it was like, that's so weird. How does that work? And we were like, magic. Yeah, ma- We can all agree, magic. Yeah, magic works like magic. Where you're like, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, yes. MAGIC. (laughs) So like, the sticker, it's like magic. It is. Yeah. It's basically magic and they're flying through the sky and they're like, Wow, this is just like magic! But they didn't think through that the speed of a bullet is still slower. Sorry, the speed of a sticker with a bullet attached to it is still slower Mm -hmm. than our boy, Father And they're flying through the sky towards the building, technically labelled First Meteorite. (laughs) What is that even? Like, what is that? It's first meteorite at the Kennedy Space Center. But what is it? Is it a cafe? is it a... Maybe it's where they keep the first meteorite. Ooh. Actually, that would be kind of cool if you could go see... Do mete- are meteorites the ones that crash into the Earth, or are they the ones that stay in space? I think they went th- they're the ones that crash into the Earth. Okay. It's like stalactite and stalagmite. One of them's up, one of them's down. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he is too fast. He gets on top of first meteorite before they can reach it. So they do some mid-air redirect. It's been a good a good first half of this episode or so just flying through the sky on bullet trails. Hmm. Like once they are about to reach their destination, yeah. they're like, Father Poochie's already caught up to us. Shoot another bullet Quick, and we'll keep Go traveling. out over the swamp towards the ocean. If we're in the ocean, we might have a chance, says Anna Stewie. I think in my brain I said, what the fuck are you talking about? Nothing changes, but... But you were wrong. I was so they wrong. They had a chance, and they blew it, but they had a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they had a plan. That's mm-hmm. the most important part. Yeah, so they redirect a couple more times, go for the protruding rocks in the swamp, go out to sea. Oh, he's still too fast. He's coming again. And nsu so explains his plan. I'm going to dive her down into all of you. Listen, I'm going to dive her down. Yeah. In all of you. Because we're all so close together that I'm inside of all of you. It just There's gets a little worse. piece of dive her down in all of us. Everyone except Jolin is like, oh god. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, st- the, 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 the pr- enemy priest's stand mm-hmm. is so fast and so timely, but it's, above, its combat strength is above average at best, so we can still probably kill him. That makes sense. So I'm gonna tank the damage and absorb the aggro. Honestly, we know. And when, when I get killed by this lethal attack... Anasui, no. In my dying moments, I'll send a signal to Jotaro, who can then stop time and kill Father Pucci. Anasui, no. That's weirdly noble in a way. Yeah. For a murderer. Now, you've got to do it when I get attacked, not before, because that's our only chance. So Don't fuck it up. Everyone's like, okay. <laughs> very <laughs> Yeah, Jotaro's though. like, everyone's like, what? And then Jotaro's like, yes, very smart, Anasui. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. My daughter stays unmarried, <laughs> and you die. Yeah, and the bloodline ends with her. <laughs> My spore. No one else. <laughs> Weird. Uh, they reiterate the plan a couple of times while they're flying through the air. So just to reiterate, I'm going to dive her down. Yeah. And then he gets really close to Emporio. Like I said, you, in a sort of Junji Ito kind of. You know of way. how um. You know how you might put your face close to someone else's face as you're leaning in for a kiss. No, i would never. Okay, you know how like a normal person might do that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say he gets about twice as close (laughs) as that. He gets as close as like in an anime where someone's trying to intimidate someone and they keep getting closer and closer and they're looking down on them. It's like his lips are about to eat his uh, Emporio's nose. Yes, it's like he's... (laughs) It's like he's in a Junji Ito-esque And he looks mad. He's like, listen, I've been lucky since the jailbreak. At least I haven't died yet. If I actually live through this, I might even ask Jolene to marry me. And just the back of her head is just in shot. And I'm just saying. And then turns out she could hear everything. (gasps) And she says, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead and ask me, punk. Ask me to marry you. I'm not saying this because of despair at our situation, but your idea has hope. There's no darkness there. I don't know what she's talking about. Neither do uh, I. But, but that, thats JoJo's. I mean, baby. I mean, she's not saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. This is like—are you saying she's playing chicken with you? She's game saying, married? "Go on, ask me." <laughs> I mean, the implication is meant to be—you know—I'm I'm sure she would say. She's got, yeah, she'll be like, yeah, yeah Whether right. or not she's meaning or just trying to give Anasui hope is another question. Mm. But the, w- the exact wording is just, yeah, you can ask me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a high school, like, girl, like, high school mean girl being like, I oh, think you you're cool, Homer it. Simpson. Oh, my God, that was so mean. <laughs> just, why wouldn't she just say, after this, we'll get married for sure. Although, didn't before she, like, confess, it's like, Anasui... You're pretty good or something at some point. Maybe. Maybe. But now she's just like... There was that whole conversation last time where Anna's who was like, please let me marry your daughter. But that wasn't with Jolene in frame. She wandered over towards the end of it but didn't really acknowledge it. Hmm. Hmm. Who would? No, not me. Definitely not me. So they are gathered in the shallows. They're all back to back to back. Yep. Uh, and Father Pucci is circling them like a very fast shark. And Johto is all like, huh, "This way we can track his yeah. movement. The water ripples, let us see his position. Yeah, it all comes back. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> in the end of the all the ripples. it all comes back to the ripple. Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna go through all the way to time, to the end of the universe, and then come back, and then Jonathan is gonna punch. uh, He's gonna zoom punch Poochie and end it all. And Poochie, even though he can move super fast, is like, he didn't well, account for this? the zoom. Oh my god." <laughs> The laser eyes. <laughs> the space ripper stingy eyes. Oh, it all comes back to the space ripper stingy eyes. There's no escape from Emporio it. is still clutching his gun. Well, wouldn't you in this situation? God, just so good. He's just a child with a gun. He's just a, a boy with a plan. He takes his eyes off the prize and looks directly upwards at the sky. Oh, important. Oh, and he Emporio. notices the sun is rising much faster than it should have. Uh, I think this is when we get the cutaways to people being like... More or less. So, basically, before, last episode, as the sun was going down, they, they figured out that an hour was passing in two to three minutes. But the night has already passed, so it's got to be going even faster than that now. And we get some cutaways. Around the world, birds are flying at their normal speed. However. Insects and plants haven't changed their speed. Flowers aren't blooming faster. But, and then we get we see some real TV experts... Like, in a very Japanese variety yeah. show-esque fashion. We've got an Albert Einstein-looking guy, a sort of Frankenstein-looking guy, <laughs> and a Yoshikage Kira-looking guy. Oh, God, now that you said it. Yeah, you're he not says, wrong. When the cup is in my hands, nothing happens to it. Yeah, but if I drop it, it hits the ground's chatters before we can even see. Oh. Although, if it was a Japanese, like, explanation or something, there'd be a lot of... Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nodding, nodding. With like one face uh, in the corner with like all of their reactions being like. <gasps> Whereas the other guys don't seem to react at all. Yeah, they're just like, mm, mm. yes. The yeah. only logical explanation is the acceleration of time. This well guy looks genuinely film. perturbed. Yeah, he's like, oh my God. He's like making an upside down orange peel shape oh, with I his put, mouth. I put all my stocks into glass companies. I put companies. all my stocks in slow time. <laughs> and now it's all speeding up. What about my bonds? Meanwhile, the number one mangaka in the world, an unnamed guy. Who I feel like must be Araki's friend, because it, he- It could be Oda One Piece. He keeps talking I remember Araki talking about his friend, who's super overworked. I don't remember this at all. It wasn't there like an author's note where he was talking about his friend, who's like, he. I know another mangaka who's super overworked. He pushes himself so hard. I could never do that. And that was like- I don't, I don't remember know. that at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe this is like his mangaka friend. He's like, "You got to like stop working so hard." Maybe man. it's a fictional character that represents the idea of a mangaka. <laughs> now, that's ridiculous. And he's very frustrated <laughs> because a genius like him is having to try and meet these deadlines, but he can't because the ink keeps drying up on his pen before he can even draw a single line. Ugh. I don't know why the deadlines are still advancing because What well, no, the manga industry is, you know, ceaseless. Yeah, it's hugely because people true. are still going at the same speed. And they're like, "Where's my goddamn fucking manga?" Where is my fucking yeah? In this potentially manga, apocalyptic event, mm. I want to know what Monkey D. Luffy's getting up to. Listen, there's one thing in this world that I ask, and I don't think it's that fucking hard. I want to wanna hear the latest from the um, pedophile creator of Roroni Kenshin drawings from people in a magazine. Is it that hard that you to read do? in a particular direction? Can I just get that? Or are you suddenly telling me that because time is moving faster, <laughs> that you can't produce that? I think it's pretty straightforward. You've got all the modern Rohan Kashibe you know. still meaning his deadlines. Maybe <gasps> you're just not as good as at Rohan Roan Kashibe. Right, that does track. That that does track very much so. He's very good at manga. He's very good that. at manga. He researched everything. It's true, he tasted the inlets of a spider. Did he? Yeah. Oh wow. It's oh, like no. one of the first things he did. Oh wow. He's into it. He stole Koichi's body mass. (laughs) He did do that, actually. He did turn him into a book, Mm -hmm. but we love Koichi. We do. We do. Who amongst us would not steal his body mass? (laughs) (laughs) Look, if I could, I would be his body mass. Time gets so fast that they can't even see his water trails. He's just insanely good at what he does. And what he's good at is speeding up time. The one thing that he can do in this exact moment in time, yeah. amazing. He sure has come a long way from being a guy in a prison putting discs in people's heads. <laughs> Look, he hasn't really... If you think about it, he hasn't come that far because all he's doing is just moving a bit faster, right? Like, he's not really doing much more. If anything, he's No, actually, he's moving normal. Yeah, but he's moving fast by our, like... In our inertial From his reference, perspective, all the other people are going really slow. Exactly. In our inertial reference frame, he's moving really fast, mm. but like he's actually not doing that much. So he's just going to run it around. Yeah, he's gotten way lazier in his suit super- It's like the guy who can move really fast at uni. What? Until the last. <laughs> the moment. guy who can move really fast at uni. Yeah. Waits until the last moment to do the assignment because he can move so fast. He's like, oh, I'll just get it done. Is this something you've encountered? Or? Yeah, I uh, I went to uni with uh, the Flash, um, Wally West. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or Barry Best. Sorry, yeah, Barry. It was with Barry. It was little old Barry. Um, and he was like, or Harry Hess. No, not Harry. No, never Harry. Get get that out of here. <laughs> um, so little old Barry, right? I was like, hey, we've got this assignment due in like two weeks. But you can do it really fast right now And then we can just do stuff And he's like Nah I'll just I'll do it later And I'm like Barry wouldn't it make sense To just study everything Right now In like Oh like a, Taskmaster Yeah in like half a second Get it done In like super time And and then just like Get on with your life And he's like Nah I'll just I'll, nah, I'll just time. study all your moves Yeah exactly And then he gets into the exam He's like Oh I didn't study It's like you could literally Have studied in the nanosecond Between sitting down And getting the exam He's like Nah Whenever I think of uni exams, it's been a long time since I've had to do one. Mm. But Whenever I think of uni exams, I just remember that video that I saw. It's like a cringe video mm. of someone like at the start of their exam just abruptly standing up and doing the um, Aragorn at the Black Gate speech to no reaction from anyone and then just sitting back down. Amazing. Amazing. I need to watch this video just to... Oh, it's so awkward. I know, but I need to watch it. Is he... Like, in any garb whatsoever? No, just in normal clothes. Interesting. Interesting. I just remember at one point some dude pulled out like a Mars bar or something and the, the exam lady had to come and be like, sorry, you can't actually just pull out a Mars bar. Last semester, eating. two students were caught with a Mars bar and were discontinued from reality. Oh my God. Oh my God, these people. They're not moving fast enough. If they could, if they could move really fast... They could cheat all they wanted. They could pull the Mars bar out, take a bite, put it back. No one would know. No one would know. No one would know. A sneaky treat for you and me. Exactly. <laughs> the attack comes. A hand goes through Anasui's chest. Classic mm. Kakuin style. Oh. And so Jodo. He, he stops the time. He gets the signal. None of the time is moving. And he's all like, ha ha. Ah. I've got pooch... Why, that's not Poochie's hand at all. That's my daughter Jolene Stan's hand. I guess she shouldn't have manifested her stand and just Mm. had it sitting there. So I think it's something like Poochie made Jolene... He would have grabbed Jolene's arm... He would have grabbed uh, Stonefree's arm with his own stand Mm -hmm. and just jammed it through at high speed, jammed it through Anasui's chest. Very awkward for Anasui. And at the same time... As uh, he's also... It looks like he's leaping through the air and putting his hand over his face for no apparent reason. Just standard JoJo stuff. Uh, Aesthetic. But it's actually for a very good reason. Because JoJo is moving behind uh, through the stop time and he's Mm like, Oh no, he's one step ahead. He's uh, used a decoy attack. I have to get over there. And then as he's counting down the the, the anti-time seconds Mm -hmm. uh, and moving, he's like, Oh no, he's two steps ahead. Because... He also threw a heap of knives at Jolene as well. Three steps ahead. Three steps ahead. That's a good maneuver because it's like, oh no, Jotaro's love for his daughter is his undoing. Exactly. It's good. His weakness. And also is his daughter. like they explicitly call back, like, oh no, he's doing that thing just like what Dio did. Oh my god, reusing the same trick. Oh my god. Amazing. And then we get a nice shot of like Dio's face above Pinkie's Yeah. legacy. Now. Ascendant form. Which is the same as before. He makes his choice. He pushes Jolene out of the way, goes for punches, misses. Oh. Poochie is there, but like he's vibrating and vanishing and reappearing as if he is coming and going in hyperspeed. Yeah, he is basically like an ascendant flash. And he's that. like three steps ahead. Uh, and I think at this point, basically he's like, well, time to finish the job. Yep. Uh, we c- go to commercial, come back, and it is... um. Pistachio's perspective. Uh, oh, uh, in the quick flurry of motions as well, um, I think Hermes... Gets and, her hands chopped off. Yeah, Hermes was taken out. Jolene was knocked down by one of the knives still hitting her. Uh, and Pucci is like, Ah, the Joestar bloodline. Allow me to gloat for a bit. You've got such honour and courage, but it's your undoing because you care about each other. Your faith in your friends is yours. And Jodo is all like, You son of a bitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, then Hermes goes in for the attack, is... Uh, effortlessly rebuffed both her arms are just yep. bicep. and uh Jodoro receives a familiar wound do you recognize this Nick no he gets a vertical slash down the side of his face mm-hmm. um from uh the old the old one two he gets the old Austin powers judo job yep um right down the middle it's yep. not my bag baby I'm just about accelerating time. <laughs> Um just like uh the picture of his face exploding in the Thoth manga prediction. Ah that's fun. Yeah, fun little callback. Yeah, except it finally happened. Yeah, it finally happened. There you go. Thoth always. The predictions the are a hundred percent. It's not the first time we've seen his head face explode like that either. I think in one of the um Bites the Dusts failed timelines, he exploded mm. in the same way. So it's really a n- n- nice little Jotaro recurring death motif. Yeah, so really this is just um it's it's them trying to fake it out on us and then being like, "Huh, get it?" Cuz he didn't die last time he got the wound. We're like, "Oh, he's going to come back." The predictions are 100% correct. Yeah, yeah this time he definitely <laughs> 100%. Just yeah, falls. we saw like the whole half of his ex- face explode off the other half yeah. in blood. So basically everyone gets fucked. Yep. Jolene's bleeding out and she's like, "Dad, I stole a car." because i knew you would come and protect me. Uh... And then Joder is all like, I'm dying, Jolene. I wish that i could see something transparent one last time. <laughs> it's my favorite color, you see. The ocean's too blue for me. <laughs> I know i do like the ocean though. Dolphins. There's dolphins here. It's one of my favorites. Mm. And then he collapses into yeah. the ocean. No, he doesn't say any of that. From whence he came. He's too busy being dead. Yeah. Emporio is sad and crying. Uh, and Poochie is looming behind him like a like a dark, dark demon devil. Yeah. Doesn't he say, like, I can't have any loose ends. Yeah. It's time to finish you off. I must bring all loose ends to a close. It's time to kill a child. <laughs> I'm the good guy. Listen. I'm gonna bring humanity into its corrected form. Mm. All right. This is what's gonna happen. Uh, and like such a, such a 11th hour artificial drama twist. I gotta the quote here. Mm-hmm. I do not fear remorse, nor can I let you run freely. I must settle every matter. After all, I am the one who killed your mother. And Emporio's like, fucking what? what? Like, why were, were we after the mystery of who killed Emporio's mother? I don't even know if we knew Emporio had a mother. We did, because there was a thing with her bone. No, I mean, That was Dio's bone. Yeah, that was but Dio's bone. No, but... there was a thing with her bone. Um... <laughs> Look, all we know is... We knew that his mother died in prison. Yeah, all, all we know is that now she is bones in the dirt that Emporio was like, mm, my mum is buried, but, and Poochie killed. There's no characterization behind her death, and no reasoning why he would have done this. It's just such a, don't you hate me now, Emporio? Which we do, obviously. Yeah. Because, so, you know. He turns around and fires his gun that he loves to use, and we we always associate with him. Yep, with his five remaining bullets. Yep. and he says, "Yes, shoot. At least you may die a martyr's death. You can ask me to marry you." <laughs> uh and he's gonna kill. Hi- I guess he's gonna punch his <laughs> head off. Was he gonna say kill Hitler? Is that what you? No, I was gonna that? say kill him. Oh, okay, all right. That makes a bit more sense. I don't he's know. Don't like punch his head off like Jason and that one mm. boxer. You mean Friday the Thirteenth?
1: Yeah, the yeah. one
0: that's Jason takes Manhattan. Jason takes Manhattan. It mostly takes place on a boat. Oh. He punches the head off a box. I'm pretty sure that's that one. Goddamn. Good stuff. Jason. Ooh. But Emporio is picked up by a seemingly invisible force and driven around a bit as some butterflies start to flap in the shallows. And we're all like, what? Keep an eye out for the butterflies. They're a potent symbol. Poochie immediately is like, wait, wait. One body, two body, <gasps> three body... Where's the Jolene Cujo body? Where's the fourth one? Where's the fourth body? As un- So, quick flurry of punches, uh, but then gone, as... Oh, <laughs> quick flurry of punches, and then Jolene gets in with the knife and gets a slash on Poochie's face. Credit where it's due. Yep. Yeah. Even fast time can't save you from the classic Dio knives. Yep. Uh, and so he-, he descends under the water, which is apparently quite deep, even though they were all standing in it. <laughs> um, they were in the shallows, now they're not really in the shallows. Well, the time currents. Oh, time. <laughs> True. And there's dolphins. And the dolphins are swimming fast, and Emporio has been tied to a dolphin by Jolene's thread, and she's trailing behind it on a Spider-Man arm. Mm. The dolphins all like... ah, Yeah, that's the noise dolphins <laughs> make. Wow. <laughs> and there's a lot of underwater talking here, which does bother me, but I'm going to look past it. Look. I'm just gonna say, if time is accelerating such that accelerating. No, such that no living things are affected, but everything else is, I think we can get away with talking underwater. No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> fair. Fair. There's no magic there. No one's got water magic in this part, except for Foo Fighters. What about weather report? Mm, you got me there. What about uh, who was the Apollo Eleven guy? Um. The guy who's like, I am Apollo 11. Yeah, he was Apollo 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Apollo 11, <laughs> uh, he could probably talk underwater. So the plan is, mm-hmm. Poochie's super fast now, yep. but swimming still takes effort and also he still needs to breathe. Mm. Unless he just went up and came back. But can he catch up with the dolphins uh, mm. before he tires and possibly drowns? <laughs> I just- I love this reason- Because from because, his perspective, he's still move, moving at normal speed. Just yeah. And it's like, how far can you swim? 500 meters? 800? I just love this because it's like we saw him moving on the water. Yeah. So fast <laughs> already. Right? So he's already caught up with them. But now he's swimming. But now he's swimming underwater. But he could just go up and then come back down. He's that fast. But for some but reason- But what if he gets sweepy, Nick? Sweeping? Sleepy. Oh, sleepy. So it said like a baby. Mm. Sweepy. Mm. Mm. I don't like where this is going. It's very silly. <laughs> he'll take a little nap and then he'll drown to death. <laughs> but it's like, he could just go up, walk a bit further, come back down and go, they should be here. Oh no, they're over there. And then do the same thing over he and can't over again. not walk later. on water, Nick. He's not Jesus. How did he, like, what? <laughs> just, how did he get to the, like, other, uh, I don't get, anyway. It's just the dumbest reasoning, but I love it because I'm like, look, at this point, I think I can, I think I can accept it. And we always, I I love a mid-battle Jojo's moreover. Moreover, if he's moving at the rate that we are. Moreover, can you swim this distance back to shore without drowning? Ooh, I mean, you probably can. (laughs) Like, he's like, I'll end your life. I refuse to carry this load into the future. Sorry, this feud. Just so ridiculous. And Emporio Pistachio is like, Jolene, pull in the rope, come to the dolphin. And as Jolene's like, no, everyone else sacrificed themselves to get us this far. Mm. And now I'm going to do the same thing for you, Emporio. The child that represents the future. Hmm. The child that represents... Yeah, children always represent the future. child that represents the future. What's Jolene getting at with this? Like That wasn't a quote. That was just me projecting symbolism. But... Maybe. Oh, wait. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's just me doing my stupid bullshit, Nick. Oh, lit crit. I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When a dolphin takes a child <laughs> upon its back, it always swims to shore in the safest way possible. This Is this true in any way? So there, I don't know if it's anecdotal. There have been hmm. stories of dolphins helping people, get yeah, back to shore. In real life? Allegedly. Okay. I don't know how true they are. But there is also documented cases of dolphins, like... Eating people? Killing things for pleasure yeah. and being like roving sea rapists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them and orcas are just like, oh no, mm. oh no. The clowns of the sea. Like those those killer clowns from outer space, yeah. right? Jolene slowly starts to lengthen the string even more and she's like, go dolphin, free Emporio. I just don't understand why. Anyway. Because Pucci can send... Poochie and Jolin can sense each other. So she's like, I can't come with you yeah. because magical bullshit yeah. <laughs> means he'll always find us. So she then detaches yep. from the dolphin and by cutting she, the thread. Yep, and she turns around and she, even as her arm is reforming, she strikes an underwater martial arts pose and is like, all right, time's up. Let's do this. Come at me, punk. And we just, very dramatic and I thought very effectively um, structured shots of like the... Stone-free sunglasses shattered and uh, a broken stand arm drifting through the water. As uh That's a wrap on Jolene. God damn. Just straight up everyone got murdered. Yeah, everyone got murdered except for dear sweet Emporio, the hero of Stone Ocean. So what the fuck is Pistachio gonna do now? Well, he's going to, um, Get to ride show. a dolphin for the rest of linear time. <laughs> As we see around the world, time keeps on getting faster so that the sun in the sky becomes like a line rather than a ball. Yep, and everyone's like, but it's moving so fast. Quick, we've got to raid the shops for canned food because all the fresh food is rotting. And it keeps getting faster. And there's one guy who's ignoring all of that Mm. and is just still trying to do his window cleaning job. (laughs) And he's like, the window's rusting over. The dust is forming too fast. And we see buildings start to decay. Uh... Continental drift starts to impact the structure of the land. Mm -hmm. Everything is just decaying into a post The corpses of our friends all decay into skeletons. And I was like, oh, they are very much actually dead. Clothes start rotting away. One guy's uh, teeth implants all crumble away. (laughs) He was like, I just bought these last week. The Sistine Chapel, the um, creation of Adam or whatever it's called, cracks and crumbles. Oh my God. What a potent symbol. Hmm. The only thing that was eternal was... People. uh, Yeah, apparently. (laughs) The seasons change, the ocean vanishes, the earth vanishes, everyone's clothes vanish, Emporio, a heap of crabs and worms, and the entire human population of the earth are all floating in space. Naked and afraid. Some kind of 2001-y. Yeah. And then we all get pulled into a a swirling maelstrom of creation and despair. And then we're back. Back where? And we're still nude for some reason. Yep, everyone's Your clothes are right next to you, but you are nude. And everyone is in their super jacked JoJo's forms. Like, why am I naked? And we're in Green Dolphin Street Prison, where this all began. But that's impossible. We escaped Green Dolphin Prison. For some reason, one guard still has his clothes on. What's going on there? Maybe he was just really fast. He was just—he's got his own thing going on, and he was entirely unaffected by the events of this story. <laughs> oh, fuck. But just like, why? Why? Like, I get like, <laughs> a, what if? What if we've gone back in time, kind of thing? Mm-hmm. But why are we naked? Like, it's just weird. It's the hallway to the vis- the visitation room <gasps> where oh. I first met Jolene. Oh my god! I don't remember that scene. But it must have happened. So this was when, um, you remember John A with mm-hmm. the sniper stand and also the, uh, the uh, yes. hallucinogenic ooze. With Jotaro being all like, "Yeah, wait, come with me. Just Jotaro. before Jolene goes in there to meet Jotaro, Lil mm. little pistachio comes out of a bin or a crack in the wall or something mm. and is like, don't go in there. You'll encounter grave circumstances if you go in there. Mm. Uh, and like, And by the way, here's my mother's bone or whatever. Is it a bone? Is it? It's definitely bone a bone? mother's bone. Hmm. Did we ever wrap up what was going on? I, with I, bone? It's all getting a bit vague. It's been a long time since we podcasted, but I want to say the pain of clutching the mother's bone is what brought Jolene back to reality in the the hallucinogenic ooze. Right. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I refuse to go back and watch. <laughs> we can <laughs> never go back. Yeah, we can we never can go. We can only back. go forward in the accelerating faster time. and faster and twirling, <laughs> twirling towards something. And but that's the that... end of the second last episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean. The fuck is going on? My oh. highlight was the ghost gun. Well, I mean... Fucking... Okay, yeah. So, I mean, my highlight is definitely just... It's just, it's It's either... Okay, so you stole stolen ghost gun from me. But it's just the bit where, um, like, we get the cutaways of all, like, the people in Fast Time. And it's just... Well, one manga artist is still meeting <laughs> his deadlines. Yeah. And it's Rohan Kashibe because obviously it has to be Who Rohan Who else would it be? I mean, Araki would be like, it's me. Imagine- Yeah, Rohan Kishibe. Yeah, imagine writing up a manga where it's like, everyone's like, oh, writing a manga is so hard. And then you have a self-insert where you're just like, I'm the best manga artist there is. Nick, I don't have to imagine that at all. <laughs> Rohan Kishibe cannot be Araki. Why not? Think, because Araki is he's like- He's his favorite character. Yeah, but he's not a self-insert. He's got a spinoff. It's, he's not a, like, he's not a... Prove it. Prove it. I've never seen them in the same room. (laughs) That's true. Shit. Shit. And there is a live action. Is Araki playing the live action? I doubt it. My low light is, um, Anasui being like, maybe one day I'll ask Jolene to marry me. Not today, not tomorrow. (laughs) And then just like, you can ask to marry me. No, 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 no. No, I'll wait till the time is right. Maybe after I die today. <laughs> yeah. My lowlight's actually going to be Jolene being like, I'm going to take care of everything. I'm going to like... Oh, I get, liked that. Get off the dolphin. That was my runner-up highlight. But I was like... But is she going to do anything? Is she, gonna-? she didn't. Yeah. But she tried, and that's what matters. But... She slashed his eye up pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> I guess, but like... Like, is she coming back now? Is she gone forever? I don't know. I think that whole... The whole world collapsed. I know, but like, is she going to come back after the collapse of the universe, apparently? Well, I guess we'll find out uh, in the last episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean. Uh, Emporio seems to have experienced the end of linear time uh, and is now back in Green Dolphin Street prison. Uh, His clothes are back on. (laughs) Look... Everyone has I to think, get their clothes I think he puts first. his clothes back on. It's going to be very awkward last episode if he doesn't. Yeah, he's just so taken aback. He's like, I don't have time for clothes. And what will happen next time as we find ourselves back in this very same prison that haunted us for so long? Hmm. I guess that I guess you could say that um ultimately the real prison was that prison. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. Goddamn it. Okay, okay. Hold on. What's the name of the episode? Nick, I'm so glad you asked. Because I forgot to mention <laughs> Look, I know the structure of our podcast better than you at this point. At this exact moment where I'm always told what the name of the episode is. And just because we've apparently reset the entire universe back to norm doesn't mean we get away with this. The 38th and final episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean. Mm-hmm. And the final episode of the... Jonathan Dio story cycle. Wait, what? We've been over this, like, in the yes, last but week. I know, but, like, are we never going to see Dio ever again? The final episode oh is entitled What a Wonderful World. What? Okay, okay, okay. What? Okay. Alright. So... <laughs> <laughs> Liam is just showing me the one shot of Emporio pulling out his ghost gun and shooting Poochie multiple times with... I mean, a very angry face. So what? A wonderful world. So we all know that that is the name of the song. But the problem. I see. Is, but the problem is, Poochie made this world. So it can't be that one. Poochie's world. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's Poochie world, baby. Um. Hmm. Hmm. We can't. We've we've ultimately lost. Everyone's dead except for Pistachio. Everyone's dead except for Pistachio, unless they've come back with their clothes on. We can only hope. So, so there's two ways I can see this going. One is that Poo- so so you've been alluding to the fact that Pucci wants to remake everything so that everything's great. Well, he's been alluding to that. Yeah. So he. I've wants... been alluding to the fact that his trauma is the unintended consequences of people's actions. Ah. So he just wants to get his sister back, and if maybe, you say so, and maybe Dio, possibly. So maybe he has either changed. How the universe has happened so that Jonathan didn't beat Dio or something? Or maybe he's just made his in sister. Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> you. So maybe he... Okay. Here's what I reckon is going to happen. Okay. Here we go. We're not Groundhog Day. We're just... We've gone back in time slightly. But we've also changed everything that's happened since part three. Because okay. Because he's met Dio in part yep. three. Dio maybe has died, but Jotaro and like the whole Joestar bloodline is gone now. Wow. So for some reason, like maybe Dio was out in the sun and he's all like, whoops, I didn't have enough time to leave, but also Jotaro, Joseph, any other possible bloodline. What about Lil' Josuke? Oh, Josuke didn't have time, he's, he's gone forever. <laughs> um, All of them are gone. Josuke was alive during that though, did someone track him down and kill yeah. him? Yeah, Yoshikage Kira. So all the all the Joestars are gone. Okay. All that's left is Pistachio. Uh Hermes and Anasui are gone. It's it's just, it's just Pistachio. Now. Okay. And he's going to hunt down the priest and be all like, "Hey, what the hell?" And he'll be like, "I've crafted a perfect reality. Now we can all be happy here." It'll be like the end of um Evangelion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, "I've made beauty, don't you see?" And he'll be all like, I'm really traumatised and I'm really young. I'm like, what, 12 or something? I actually don't know how old Pissashi is. That sounds about important. right. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to track him down and be all like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why did you, like, collapse the universe and reform it into whatever this is? And he'll yeah. be like, well, can't you see? And then he's going to open a door and his beloved sister will be there. Oh, my God. And she'll be all like... And what about where's Akuma Marine? Which <laughs> I still can't <laughs> oh, say. Oh. <laughs> uh... I guess he has to be alive. why? Because he uh, he'll be like a better version of himself because he's his brother and he'll be like, brotherly love is all that we have yeah so and what are they going and what's pistachio gonna do about this he'll he'll alter ulti- I reckon and this is gonna be like, oh my fucking God he'll ultimately be like, there's nothing I can do I guess I just accept the world for what it is mm-hmm. now. Um, so he'll what try, a wonderful world yeah, the he'll, end he'll initially try to be like I need to take down Poochie this can't be real and then realize no this is real everything I remember is gone now I'm wow, just down or ending yeah it'll be like holy shit dude what the fuck but then whatever the fuck happens next will involve I've got I've got I've got a pitch for you okay and just to clarify none of this is happening <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I've got a pitch for you which uh-huh. is uh, none of what I'm about to say I mean okay um, uh, the ultimate form of his ghosts of objects stand ability is yep. bringing back the ghosts of the old world. Oh, so like the ghost of uh of, of everything. Oh, that would be amazing. But that's not going to happen. No. Oh. So I guess, well, maybe he could go visit their ghosts in his ghost world prison thing, but he couldn't, like, you know, manifest them because it's like, oh. No, he interacts now? with the ghosts of objects. Yeah. So. He couldn't manifest a living being. Time didn't affect them. That went so. off, Nick. In this um, in this crazy mixed up world of yours, yeah. Um, what's the status of Giorno Giovanna, uh, Dio's son? Ooh, that's a good question. I reckon he's also going to be killed. Like he's he's long gone dead. Um, on account of the crime. See, he started off instead of going after people that don't do drugs and getting in with them in the mafia, he went with the ones that did sell the drugs. Oh my and God. Kids. And so he was killed by Bruno immediately. Wow! what about Diavolo then? Uh, he's around. Nah, he's probably still stuck in his eternal time death prison. <laughs> I don't probably know. unaffected by everything else that's yeah, going on. Yeah. No, I reckon he's probably like going okay. He's still the boss, so, you know. Hugo boss. All right, yeah. well, um, and how do you think things will end for our protagonists finally? What do you mean? They're dead. Okay. Yeah. They're gone. That was it. That was their ending. The whole last episode was just Pistachio being like, I guess I have, I guess to, I have to get a job. See, th- this this whole arc. <laughs> he arc becomes a salary man. <laughs> he becomes a prison guard. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um. Yeah, he just is like, it's a, the whole arc is about transformation and coming to terms. That's why the butterfly is such yeah. a potent symbol yeah, representing like, Jolene's death. Yeah, it's like coming to terms with grief, you know, where you're like, oh, but... I could bring them back. And Poochie's all like, no. You I'm happier this way. Don't. Yeah. Poochie represents. <laughs> and he's like, you're right, Poochie. Let's go live together. <laughs> Poochie represents the inexorable flow of time and the unescapable void of death, which follows us all because everyone dies, uh, but you can still shoot people while you try to get around it. And we'll see all of that and more <laughs> next time on JoJo's World, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, episode 38, The Redeadening. Oh no. Did I get any of this even remotely close? Um, not great, not terrible. Damn it! Wait, what do you mean not terrible? Not great, not terrible. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So my predictions aren't totally off. Not totally. Huh. So Father Poochie is alive. Ah, huh. any of the other stuff correct, or am I just like? Um, I mean, you you had some broad strokes in gen- the right general direction. All of the yeah. specifics were off. Oh goddammit! Okay, <laughs> all right, but they're still gonna happen. Yeah, I reckon. And more next time. But until then, to be, be continued. continued.